everybody. Welcome to All There Is. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm your host, Kelly Bargabas, and I'm really excited to share some things with you today. I saw this quote on a business card at my sister's house a few weeks ago, and it helped me figure out something I had been wrestling with for a few months. The card said, Blessed are they that see beautiful things in humble places where other people see nothing. And it was by Camille Passaro, who I have no idea who Camille Passaro is, but she was attributed to this quote on this card. This quote was another piece of this puzzle I had been trying to put together about something I experience quite often. So I wanted to share that with you today. And I'm calling this episode, Why Art Matters. When my youngest nephew was five years old, he said to me one day, as we boarded the elevator in my building and stared up at the lit numbers counting down from the fourth floor to the first, I love the city. I want to marry it. Like most doting aunts, I thought everything he said was brilliant, but this particular quote has been repeated many times in my family and laughed at and still retold to this day, even though this same nephew just started his first year of college and doesn't think I'm quite so cool or funny anymore. It has taken me all these years to really understand what he was saying and the sentiment he was trying to convey. He and I had just spent a day hanging out at my downtown condo that was an old building made of bricks where workers once left their sweat on the factory floor. And now the place breathed new life filled with mostly childless couples of varying ages who had time and money to walk to restaurants, hip new bars and lounges, and all the festivals and events held in the city's downtown square. That day, my nephew had seen a different life up close as we crossed streets and walked among the gritty landscape of a northeast post-industrial city on a Saturday. Even at that tender age, he could sense how different it was from his suburban, predictable, daycare-to-private-school life. He didn't have the language to articulate what he felt, so he used what he knew. He felt such a strong emotion bubbling up in his chest that he could only associate with love and marriage in his five-year-old brain. My Aunt Sharon died in July after fighting off cancer for a few years. She was 81, and the last time I saw her, she knew the end was near, and I was awestruck at her peace with the whole thing. I wish that same peace for myself someday. Her funeral was held a few days later in the place she came from. She was born on a farm in a one-intersection town that didn't even warrant a stoplight. The service was held in the town's only church at that intersection. The church was a modest white building with a small steeple and a sign out front that told of the next church supper and upcoming events. As my brothers and sisters and I sat on the wooden pews behind my parents while they greeted old men and women who they had gone to grade school with, others they had known when they were just starting out as a married couple, and some they met when their kids were little too. Or perhaps my parents hadn't known them at all, but they were associated with the familial names of the town. My parents whispered with cupped hands around their mouths and pointed, not so nonchalantly, He's a Kincaid. Oh, she's a Miller. I knew her brother. Oh, I know her. What is her name? She used to work at that dentist office. It's going to drive me crazy. And then they'd smile and say hi, like they knew exactly who she was. I sat back and smiled, happy any time I'm with my mom and dad, with us sitting behind them like it was 45 years earlier and we were getting ready for a Sunday church service. 
I watched people filter through the receiving line to greet my aunt's children and their families with stories of how they knew her and what she meant to them. This community knew hard work and tough times, and you saw the battle lines in their faces and eyes and felt it in their strong, muscular hands that had worked them through this life. They were proud, not victims. They were old, but satisfied to still be here. They were slower to think and speak, but quick to smile and share, and genuinely happy to see their people come together in this place. As I watched this scene unfold, I was struck with an overwhelming desire of wanting to capture this scene, to figure out a way to write about it, to find just the right words, to describe the smell of old hymnals and church basements, to articulate what it is like to watch your parents, who suddenly seem old enough to be your grandparents, greet old friends and grieve the loss of someone they loved, someone who stood with them at their wedding. I want to tell you how the light broke through the stained glass and created an aura of bygone mystery that movie sets would struggle to recreate in a studio. At the same time I was consumed with this overwhelming desire, I also wondered why. What is it in me that makes me want to write about it? What is the purpose? What am I trying to achieve? I guess this is when the analytical side of my brain kicked in, right? So my creative side, I think that's my right side, my creative side wanted to write about it. And then my analytical brain that's in me and is a big driver, it's in the driver's seat a lot, starts asking questions. Well, why do you want to do that, Kelly? What is it? What are you trying to do? What am I trying to achieve? This wasn't an isolated incident. It happens to me all the time. And I know I'm not alone. I know there are others who share urges like this, millions of us, and it's happened throughout history, right? And I also realized that the desire to capture moments that touch our souls is not unique to writers. Writing is just one form of art. But what is that phenomenon that makes us want to write about these moments or depict them in a photograph or a painting or a song lyric or a movie plot? Why are some of us convicted with that thought of, I need to write this or I need to paint that? That urge or compulsion to document, to capture, to witness, to share, because it touches you so deeply as at the core of being human. This is what separates us from other creatures and living things on the earth. Art separates us. Art is the vehicle we use to capture moments like these. Art is created when a moment, an experience, a sunset, a landscape, a person overwhelms your senses and compels you to capture the feeling, the emotion, the connection to other humans in whatever your medium is. Words, paint, music, theater, film, pictures, poetry, voice, podcasts. Artists try to hold on to real life in its most perfect state so that we can all remember this day, so that we can all share this sunlight, this cathedral, this heroine, this mountain, that farmer in my aunt's hometown. We are so in love with this beautiful life and all of its pain and glory, its raw sadness and joy, the people who inhabit our generation, the ones who've come before us and the ones we will leave behind. We love it all so much, we want to marry it. This is why art matters. Artists have something they need to say. I don't speak for all writers, of course, and especially all artists. But I would dare to say that most of us do not commit to our work or our craft for lust of notoriety, fame, and fortune. 
No, we do it because we love what we see so much. We are compelled, driven, and harassed by our inner voice until we put pen to paper, until we draw or paint or create. We cannot rest until we've done what we can to capture and record, to preserve the moments, to hold on to them and share them in the only way we know how. This is why art, in all its forms, matters. I hope this made sense to you. Thanks for listening. Perhaps it will cause you to question what you can do to share the moments you experience. Maybe you'll come up with a new art form. I believe we are all creative and artists in different ways, and there's so many ways to bring art to life. So perhaps you'll find a new way to do that. Perhaps it will give you a new appreciation for art in all its forms and what the goal is, what the purpose is, why it's important in this human experience. So again, thanks for tuning in. You can go to kellybargabas.com if you'd like to reach out or if you want to listen to past episodes. And you can also find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. I would love it if you would share this with your friends and uh, subscribe. And until we meet again, take care.